Hey, I'm Jenny Barr. And I'm Kim Godfrey. We're friends, former teachers, and homeschool moms ourselves who host the Homeschool Well podcast. We talk about topics that are important to homeschool moms so that you can be your child's best teacher. Make homeschool language arts come alive. That is the topic of today's podcast. This is actually a series of three podcast episodes, which are from a recorded workshop that is housed in our Homeschool Well community for the members to go back and access. And this information is so powerful that we wanted to share it in podcast form for everyone. And then you can get a little taste for the offerings that we have in our uh, community for our members. The three points of topic that we have pulled apart and made into a three-part podcast series are number one, you are the master of the curriculum. Yes, you are. Number two, love to learn trumps all. When you're talking about teaching and having a homeschool, loving the whole process of learning is the most important thing. And point number three is that connections build achievement, that no matter where you are with some kind of a reading and writing struggle with your child, that if you see no progress being made and it's just frustrating, just hold tight, mama. We're going to show you how building connections with your child's interests and passions is uh, going to excel achievement. It's going to help you and your child to feel confident in language arts skills and to be able to see some improvement and progress in that area. All right, so hold tight and do go and see, search out all three in the series because this is powerful information that you need to add to your life to make homeschooling easier and actually enjoyable. Come on, let's, let's do it. Let's dig in. You are the master of the curriculum. It is not the master of you. I heard this from a veteran homeschool mom. I think it was too far into my homeschooling journey. I wish I would have heard this at the very beginning because I thought, you know, being I was a, a teacher and I thought, oh, I bought, I bought this curriculum or I committed to this curriculum and I have to do what it says and I have to do the things, even though it's making our lives boring, burdensome, and bothersome, okay? But as a homeschooler, you have this flexibility. So we want you to lean into this concept, and we're going to talk about it a lot today, is that you are the master of whatever curriculum that you have in front of you, even if it's unschooling. It is not the master of you. Don't let it boss you around and rule you, all right? Uh, so it can become boring and then unrelatable to you and your kids. And again, goes back to being that must do instead of I get to. So this way right here is going to help make language arts exciting. When you harness your child's passion, your children's passionate interests, that will make language arts exciting. And that's the first point that we're going to talk about today. Um, and we always start with scripture because really Jenny and I cannot do anything without Jesus. Praise the Lord for him. And you know, we prayed before we got on here and we just have um, this point about um, 
harnessing your child's passion and making language arts exciting from Deuteronomy 31, 11 through 13. It says, assemble the people, read, listen, learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live. I mean, look at that. Reading is actually in scripture. I love this, okay? His plans for us are always more exciting than ours. And he says that reading is going to uh be exciting. Let's find out some research. So Eric is the Institute of Education Sciences database. And I found this article called Schema Learning and its possible links to brain development. Uh, really great reading the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to share this little uh, quote with you from here because it relates to what we're talking about and it's actual research, the journaled education article, okay? And this is how it relates. It says, the strengthening of neural pathways is afforded by eclectic, playful experiences that have a focus to them, a self-organized focus on the schemas, although adults may not see such play as purposeful. And basically, it just means that making language arts fun, playful, um, eclectic, which is out of the box, right? It is good for our neural pathways, which is our brain developments, okay? And so that is based on the actual research. Um, we're going to I Like the Candy Book because schema learning is really a fancy term for just uh, taking something that you know about and learning a new thing through that whole concept. So kids love candy. This is a book by Hayden and mommy, it says, because Jenny helped him do this book. And they both love candy, okay? Jenny is great when she explains this, how much she loves candy, especially to kids, it's so fun. But um, this was a book that they made based on candy. And it was, as you can see, this is Hayden's handwriting. And you can see that he was a beginning writer and reader, but he knew a lot about candy. And so she very cleverly had him draw his favorite red candy on this page and it happened to be licorice and so she helped him write those words i like licorice and you can see where he did the word i and he did the word like and he did the l in licorice and then she came along because the rest of the word licorice was too difficult for him and she helped him by doing it for him and they were probably sounding the sounds out together of course they were and it is okay to do this. Like sometimes uh, mommies think, oh no, it's a fail if I help my kid like this, but it's not. You are gradually helping them it from the spot where they can no longer be independent. And if you ask them to be, it would create um, stress in their life and it would no longer be enjoyable, right? And that's okay. Okay, he's 15 now and I guarantee you he can spell the word licorice, right? Or he just doesn't get freaked out if he can't spell it correctly and that's okay. So this is a great example of that schema, um, building on what you already know and making learning exciting. The I Like Candy Book by Hayden and Jenny. Thank you for sharing that. Jenny, we love it. This is my son Wyatt's ABC book. And so we started working on this book um, by using, that's my kitchen wall. And he would take a letter 
Um, and I uh, clearly, I wrote the word alligator. I think we started this when he was like four or five or something. Um, but I would write a word that he wanted to write on the page. He wanted to be on the page, alligator, okay? Uh, we talked about the letter A, the sound it made and all the things. And then he would create the design, whatever he wanted on that, on every letter page. So this alphabet book is his design. It's messy. It's, it was on my kitchen wall, y'all. I mean, all over. This is super messy. And this is such a big deal for him because he hates, well, not so much anymore, but a little bit. He's 15 now. But when he was this age, he hated getting glue and stuff on his fingers and hands. But you can see that he wanted the eye page to have icky. And so I was like, all right, what do you want to make for icky? And of course, he thought of glue, right? Because it's icky to him. And he found all of these things, pom-poms and uh, pipe cleaners. And these are like pencil sharpening shavers. And he put it in a bowl and mixed glue with it. And then he slammed it down on that page. And don't you know that this boy, I mean, after this experience, he knew the eye sound because it went with icky and he experienced that icky. So he's taking something that he knew, uh, which is the icky glue, and he's learning the letter and the sound for it. Putting that together makes this connection and the neural pathways are getting stronger and stronger. And then we had this fabulous book. I mean, I actually... Uh, you can see that this icky page was on a red piece of construction paper. So like I said, they were all around the um, wall in my kitchen. And then when we were done with them, I bought this huge uh, blank paper, like art craft, arts and crafts book from Michael's Arts and Crafts store. And I, I glued every page on here. And I still have this ABC book. And I, I like let my great niece has used it. Um, my nephew, when he... Uh, was learning his letters, we let him borrow it. And it's very personalized and it means a lot. And it really helped my son, who has always been a reluctant reader uh, to learn all the letter sounds in a really powerful way. All right, so um, this says sign up for a theater class. Wiffy, you mean I read all of those lines? Because this is a story about one of the students I had in a co-op class that I taught who, I well, let me start with, he signed up for my theater class, which was read aloud fun. I titled it something like that, read aloud theater or some kind of fun title. And it said nothing about reading or that we were going to be practicing letter sounds. It didn't say anything like that. And one of the kids who loved my class the most after a few weeks, his mom was like, hey, I need a copy of this script that you guys are working on. And they were really basic, easy, fun scripts. And she's like, I have to practice this at home because he's really into it. But he has dyslexia. So like, it's very powerful. And um, he knows he needs to practice in between classes um, because, you know, he understands how he learns and he wants to read extra, right? So that he can uh, know his lines to do this theater class. How powerful is that? His passion was theater. His weakness is reading and uh, deciphering words. And when you put them together, right, he is a motivated reader because it involves theater. And I just think that that is so, that was so exciting to me. I was like, sure, I'm sending you all the copies. Like, this is so great. Um, so that's just one more reason why you should and, and uh, you should feel confident about 
leaning into your children's passions and interests as the language arts topics that you study, okay? I want you to say it with me. I can harness my child's passions and make language arts exciting. And remember that scripture about God saying, hey, we're going to read and listen and learn. And he has very exciting plans, especially in language arts. So lean in to their interests and passions and just weave it in with them. You are the master of the curriculum. You are the master. And so if it's something in the curriculum that is not of interest to your children, if it becomes a must do or a have to, you can see where just taking that out, substituting it for something that they love, you can see the benefits um, from what we just talked about. I hope so, okay? You are the master of your curriculum. So if you have any questions that you need answered about harnessing your child's passions and making language arts exciting, we want you to come and get some answers from us. We want to help you. That is our passion, is to help the next generation of homeschooling families 